Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Oh, would you look at that? Tom Brady's in the news again. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I never want to hear or read anything from Tom Brady or his estate that says, please respect my privacy at this time. Ever, under any circumstance, because Tom Brady is about to be on every TV set, on every tablet, in our ears, in our face, at all times. It never ends with this dude. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday on ESPN 106.3. That means, again, Theo Dorsey. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, and he is a face of the best damn local sports you're going to find not only in Palm Beach County Treasure Coast, not only in Florida, not only in the United States, but world damned wide. Shocking. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. This guy. Oh, I'm retired. Oh, I'm not retired. Go see my movie. Oh, now I work for Fox. Enough already, dude. Yeah, it's twenty four seven, and I know Evan ah. Cohen is just soaking it all oh, up. He loves it. He, he's gonna he get Fox it. Sports Plus. He's gonna get Fox Sports Plus Plus. He's gonna get it streamed right into his brain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he is going to have a computer chip yeah. that's engraved with the number twelve mm. placed right in his frontal lobe. Yes. that is consistently feeding Tom Brady content into that noodle. I mean, this guy is something else. I mean, one of the more self-serving. He already is the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, yeah. He already has the most rings of all time. He's already the most beloved football player of all time, most widely respected NFL player that's ever lived. But now we're going to get him every Sunday, one out of every three Super Bowls. Mm. He is going to be the top analyst at Fox, not to mention taking a job away from somebody that might be more qualified and be better than Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's getting the red carpet rolled out for him. I don't know if there's anybody more qualified because if he's going to be an analyst, it's like there's not enough. It's got to be a player. There's always going to be a former player. I think you appreciate this, though, as someone on television. You would hope that Tom Brady is capable of, of in a broadcast way stringing thoughts and sentences together. And sometimes, and I've never, I've seen Tom Brady in interviews, but I've never heard him analyze a game. It's very different in a conversational way and then in in in-game description manner. And some people struggle with that, no matter how uh, verbose they are. Mm. So there nobody knows if Tom Brady can actually do the job because what happened when well-spoken Drew Brees got Ooh. into the booth in the playoffs this past season. He was widely panned so much so that he obviously is not in the broadcast booth for NBC and he's sticking in the studio. Yep, he went and got that check though, man. And I'm I'm happy for him on that end. I never want to hate on a guy for getting the money for no, it. No, get the bag. But again, you're right, Tom Brady, we don't know if he'll be good or not, but You know how much time and effort and money is going to be spent on making sure Tom Uh, Brady is polished and ready for that? Like, Uh, they want him to be their 
Tony Romo, which sounds weird when you say Tom Brady. Yeah, they want Tom Brady to be their Tony Romo. You're yeah. right. That sounds weird as hell. It's weird. It's Out weird. of context, that is wildly weird. Yeah. That's, that is well said. Is Tom Brady the next Tony Romo? 888. <laughs> but Tom Brady's headed to your broadcast booth. Tom Brady, at some point, is going to be with Brian Burkhart as your number one Fox NFL broadcast team. I mean, it never ends with Tom Brady. We're coming to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the actually much more comfortable, still sparkly intracoastal, Friday Night Lights, Stone Labanowitz, who is dressed like a racing uh, checkered flag yeah. today. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Did you wear that to, to F1? Did they swing you around when Max Verstappen was coming <laughs> towards the finish line? No, they didn't. Okay. Did, they did not. You had, Did you answer that question seriously just now? Yeah, I had to think about, well, I had Tua <laughs> Tagovailoa waving the finish flag in my oh, head. Oh, is that who did it? Yeah, oh, it that's was. That's good. Uh, he, he did the start finish. That's so a big, I that's just a big kinda, stage for him. I know. I just kind of had that running through my head, but no. It's a nice shirt. I, I had a uniform. He's And it's fitting, Tua waving the checkered flag at the Formula One race because it's going to be he... And the Dolphins, who are waving that checkered flag to wrap up the NFL season. Uh, in I thought you were going to go with all the speed they added. I thought you were going to go that route. You know, uh, I did you too. know what? I could have done that. Too. I yeah. actually, now that I think of it, you I missed have done a that. great opportunity. We I can definitely redo, blew it. We can restart the show. What time is it right now? 12.05? <laughs> yeah, we can restart. Yeah, we, can, we can probably restart. You know what? What I'll do is I'll spring it on you guys in the second hour. There we go. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. That we'll, works. We'll, we'll refer back to Stone's <laughs> shirt. Uh, but but t- I, I respect Tom Brady. Okay, I do. Even if I'm petty and root against him, you can't not respect Tom Brady. Even with deflating footballs and even with Spygate and even as a part of the Patriots organization, you respect the guy's a winner. Yeah. The guy's a flat out winner. The rings can't dispute that. The ability that he has to continually never be dead, and he showed it again in the postseason this past year. I respect that, but I also that that retirement was a sham from second one. Okay, mm. just a complete oh. sham, mm. and we knew he was coming back. He couldn't even sit six weeks retired. We knew he was coming back, and then his dad is on ESPN radio saying that the media pressured him into retirement. No, 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 Mr. Brady. With all due respect, your kids and attention word that starts with W. Okay, Mm. your kid loves the spotlight, not to mention the Tom Brady documentary, Man in the Arena, not to mention his Facebook posts, not to mention his grand announcement that he is something left to prove, unfinished business in Tampa. Now he's he's TikToking. He's on TikTok. He's weighing in on some (laughs) weird barstool sports controversy about two dudes dating the same girl. Uh, He's got a movie coming out. Mm. He's made a movie with Lily Tomlin and a bunch of octogenarian actresses <laughs> with his own production company. By the Yikes. way, Theo, I turn into the Formula One race on Sunday, pre-race show. Who do I see in the pre-race? Lewis Hamilton sitting next to Tom Brady and at least seven minutes of content dedicated to Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't race in Formula One. Tom Brady has never driven a Formula One car. Just because he's in attendance at Formula One doesn't mean that I need an expose on him. I get enough of that every single 
full. He has his own documentary. I can get it there if I want more Mm. Tom Brady. He is so overexposed. And you can think he's the greatest of all time while also being completely tired of seeing and hearing about him. Because it's also the pro football talk. He's going to retire. He's going to become a minority owner of the Dolphins. He's going to unretire. He's going to play quarterback for the Dolphins. Every week, there's something new with Brady. I'm so saturated with Tom Brady that I'm leaking number 12s at this point. Mm. I need... You need to check a doctor. Uh, yeah, I, I need. I, I. It's it's worse than kidney stones. <laughs> I am leaking twelves. It is very painful. I, I, I need a break from him. I, I need a break from Tom Brady. What What all of this tells me though is that we're never going to get a break. Like, Ever. There's yeah. going to be kids like so. Like the next generation, they're going to get a lot of Tom Brady as well. Post playing career, which we don't know when it's, it's going to end, but like. He'll be doing this until he's 60. He's not leaving the spotlight no, anytime soon. No. And, and I, I I get getting that bag. I understand it. It can't be about the bag anymore with this guy. And that's the thing. I, it's what, about the attention. What? Yeah. There, he has nothing left to prove, and he has endless money. Yeah. Right, Stone? Oh, my God. I, the problem with me and the broadcast, what they're going to be is pregame, during the game, everything's going to be tailored to him. Like, they're going to tee him up to talk about himself. Oh, when you were in this situation, I can remember three years back, Tom and Tom's going to go, yeah, I mean, I was facing the same kind of thing, and this quarterback needs to do this. Everything's going to be about him. Mm-hmm. I feel like broadcasting, and I'm not ready for that. He just retired and wanted to not play football, and now every Saturday and Sunday he's going to be in the booth it like, been, talking football. It would have been nice to get, like, a break from Brady, like, two-year break. <laughs> then he comes back to the broadcast I'd be booth. totally fine with I'd that. I'd be like, yeah. Because at up? least I'd be mentally ready for it then. Yeah. But this is this is too much Brady in my brain right now. Like, I almost – I need him until August. Like, brother, you have so much money. You have so much at your disposal. Because don't forget, he's got a Memorial Day golf match. Oh, coming yeah. up in Vegas. The old guys versus the young guys, right? Right, because he's even got to be a part of that. What is he trying to prove? Dude, we know you're awesome. We know you're alive. We know that you're still front and center. Nobody forgot about you after your long, arduous five-and-a-half-week retirement, okay? You don't need to burst back onto the scene. What I need him to do is, is, is get his beautiful wife, okay? Pack up his kids, head to Tahiti. Like two and a half, three months. Mm. Get off of social media. And then once it's time for training camp, come back and, and reintegrate yourself into the the social construct of America. The I love sports, it. The sports construct of America. Because right now, it's mid-May, and it has been nothing but Brady since the season ended. Yeah. Yeah. We had Every two great week. Two, two not, I won't say great, but two really good playoff games last night in the NBA in a consequential round, you know, second round. Yeah. And we have to open with Brady because and, he makes another right. announcement. And the main story is that Tom Brady might have a new job yeah. in two years. And we have to talk about I mean, this is the talk of sports world right now. I mean, uh, whenever Brady does anything, he makes a TikTok, he tweets. He comments on an Instagram we, post. We all have to news. hyperventilate. Right. Yeah, like, I might just get an ESPN notification. Who or what in sports is just completely overexposed? Who or what in sports is just completely overexposed? Because Tom Brady is in our face all the time, 24-7. He's like big brother. He's just there. Him and his dimple 
and his jawline and his perfect hair. We get it, bro. You're the best. And here he is with another glorious achievement, a lead analyst. Some people work a lifetime to get into that role. (laughs) Tom Brady, merely by existing, will eventually slide into that role when he decides that he's done playing. Who or what in sports is just completely overexposed? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. It really feels like when uh, the Heat are rolling through the first round of the postseason, the Heat are rolling to the number one seed in the East, and all you're hearing about is... LeBron and the Lakers, Kyrie and the Nets, Mm. KD, are the Nets dangerous? Are the Nets the most dangerous eight seed in the history of basketball? Uh, The Lakers, dangerous loomers. It's in that family. Tom Brady's in the family of Lakers and Nets. Because I can't tell you how frustrating that was. We discussed it. When the Heat are rolling, they're going to be the top seed in the East. And we're talking about a sub-500 that's going to miss the playoffs Lakers team. Every single day because LeBron James is on that roster. Yeah, and that's the next thing is like, you know, you talk about the Brady retirement and how insufferable it's been going through this experience and this offseason and everything with Tom Brady. I I rue the day. Is that did I use that right? Because I never used that. That is thing. perfect. R-U-E. Yes. Rue. Well I, done. I rue the day that LeBron James has to come to the decision to retire. Uh, because he's gonna have a two season. Uh, retirement yeah. tour. Oh, I uh, can't wait. Because remember, we're not going to just be dealing with LeBron James retire. And I love LeBron, love his career, love what he did for the Heat as mm-hmm. a big Heat Great fan. respect for him, again. But it is going to be terrible going through that. Because oh it, it won't just be about LeBron retiring. He's going to have all of these things about how he's passing the throne to his son. Who, oh, they'll yeah. be on the same team. He'll be sending tweets out like two or three days after retirement like, oh, Man, I really missed the game. I might come back, winky face. Like, because you got to remember too. Like, LeBron is also inherently corny. Yeah, he's inherently super corny. So it is going to be literally insufferable. And he'll be like forty-one years old. It'll be like, dude, like, please, enough. Yeah. And he'll be getting him. He's gonna do some broadcast booth stuff. I'm not sure if he's gonna do it immediately or not. But he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna want to keep that attention. And we saw that already because we thought we were gonna have an NBA postseason without him, but. He inserted himself like 10 or 12 times. He has his own content machine on social media now. He's reacting to everything. I mean, think about LeBron's retirement. It's going to be a new documentary every week on ESPN. It's going to be him putting out his own content constantly. It's going to be uninterrupted. This is LeBron's (laughs) final. Like, before his final game at Madison Square Garden. It's going to end up being, uh, we're going to have uh, a, you would think... that that we're going to war with the breaking news coverage we're going to get. <laughs> LeBron James has stepped off the private jet yeah. into New York. LeBron James in a caravan on the way to Madison Square Garden. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, LeBron, all things LeBron, yeah. he's definitely uh, overexposed it, in a big way. And it, I'm, I'm telling you, I think it'll be worse than Brady. But the thing is, the saddest part about this for Tom Brady and for LeBron James is like, the dudes kind of deserve it, right? Like, they've achieved so yeah. much in their careers. They've meant so much to but sports and culture at large. But my give issue it a break. is Tom Brady has his own production company. Tom Brady is able to and capable of influencing and creating anything that he wants to. 
What makes him immediately a shoe-in for the top analyst job at Fox? He's about to take over a chair that John Madden made famous, that Troy Aikman, who did significant work to become broadcast ready after his career ended, ended up taking the torch and I think did well to uh, to continue on that tradition of good NFL top analysts at Fox. And now Tom Brady's going to slide in there and take someone's temporary job because he's Tom Brady. Yeah. That rubs me the wrong way, and it's why I didn't like when Drew Brees was just tossed into the broadcast booth. Tony Romo, I felt that was weird, though I think Tony Romo has acclimated nicely into that CBS role. Yeah. But Tom Brady... Who's to say that he actually can do this and is capable of doing this? He's just getting a red carpet rolled out to him for a guy that already has everything and has all the resources. I don't love that. You know what I wonder about, too? You know, like with Tom Brady, we're not going to know necessarily when he's going to be fully retired. Like, how awkward is it going to be for the Fox Sports broadcast booth because you're going to have the temporary lead analyst mm-hmm. who's just waiting for Brady to replace him, and then you have the lower-end analyst that they'll have that's going to have to get bumped or relocated or fired when Brady comes in. So it's like he controls. he's going to control so many things here with his looming retirement right. from the NFL whenever that happens. I feel bad for the guys in like the interim seats. And this is another thing, too, that is overexposed today. Here's Diana Rossini. She was on Get Up this morning with Mike Greenberg. And this joke, this approach to, to the Tom Brady broadcast booth news, and we can, we can cut this joke off now because we know the, the, guy, the guy wants to play for a long time and he likes to continue to just dangle his career out there. Like, we get it. But Diana Rossini going to the joke well here on Get I Up. think he just likes to add more fuel to the fire so we continue to talk on this show. When is Tom Brady done? When is he retiring? So basically we can all look forward to seeing him in the booth in 2047. So I look forward to that. <laughs> 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 retired. Yeah. Uh, and, and Kevin is Oh, oh man, man that, what, a, what a knee slapper. And she, the funny, I love the Diana Rossini. I do, she's Diana great. Rossini's great, but that's, that was that's just the fruit. easiest joke. Yeah, come on. Yeah, like, like, oh, we'll see him in 2055. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't dig into her, her bag of, of uh, tricks there. That was, oh, that was weak sauce. Just, I, think, I think what I need is just like a month. A month of Brady detox. And, and then I'll feel better about this. But for now... I just feel every time, and, and you know what it, the the conversation immediately goes to whether it's Barry Jackson, Miami Herald, or Mike Florio. Mike Florio, who's weirdly just obsessed with Tom Brady. Uh, everything clicks. from pro football talk it's all about is the speculation about Brady. Yeah, I think I mean that's got to be he, what it is. Yeah, but if if you think that this precludes Tom Brady from becoming a minority owner of the Dolphins, you don't know anything. Yep. I don't give two, three. Four, five dams about Tom Brady, the minority owner of the Dolphins. I don't care. As a Dolphins fan, I do not care. Unless Tom Brady is quarterbacking the Dolphins, and that's not going to happen, I don't care if Tom Brady is associated with the franchise. Enough. It's not news to fans who want something done on the field. Yeah. At all. You're fed up. You're I not liking it. I am tired of it. You know what? If you really want a Tom Brady detox, there's this guy, he's a trainer. They got a what? Uh, Alex Guerrero. <laughs> and he has this great. Who's that? <laughs> 
this guy is a trainer. You know, he's really good with the health stuff. I'm sure he can get, hook you up with some, uh, I think it's like TB12 or whatever. <laughs> but it might be able to get you off the Tom Brady stuff. What is this TB12 yeah. that you speak yeah. of? <laughs> Let's hit the phones. T's on the West Coast. What's up, T? Yeah. My thing is, I don't. I mean, I don't see what the whole big issue is with Tom being the analyst or whatever. I mean, regardless of somebody's success, if they want another job and and do something, let them do it. I think the real issue, if anybody got a problem with him jumping steps, they should take that up with Fox. Fox is the one hiring, so they should ask Fox what makes Tom more qualified over actual people who are qualified. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I completely agree. Stone call Fox. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We need to we need to ask Fox uh, why Tom Brady is more qualified. I mean, I think there's, in my opinion, it's a simple answer, and I don't know how many people tune in like that number, but he's bringing in an extra four hundred thousand eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like well, guaranteed, people who haven't watched a game in in years are gonna be, oh, Tom Brady's on. I saw you it on think, Facebook today. Do you th- boom, boom. Do you think in the NFL? People are tuning in for the broadcasters, though. No. And I think this speaks to a bigger thing because there's so much money being thrown around. It will go through the musical booths that have taken place. We have the biggest all-star broadcast booths we've ever had, I think, in one sport because these networks are banking on on the most popular sport in America, additional viewers tuning in because the biggest and best names are involved. And it seems off to me because I'm not quite sure it works like that. I mean, I'm tuning in specifically, and I'm someone who watches on a regular basis, mm. to the Peyton and Eli on ESPN too. The Ugh. way they break down stuff and the guests they bring on. And when I see that guest list and I see Mike Tyson or I see whoever it is, I'm 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 more interested. And I know a lot of people who are fans of the guests they bring on. That's why they tune in to see those guys talk. Opposite of the Manning cast, you understand that ESPN has thrown millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars at the previous number one longtime broadcast team at Fox to take over Monday Night Football. <laughs> so while you like Manning cast, ESPN, to my point, is banking on, like seriously banking on, like Fort Knox safe banking on, people are going to tune into Monday Night Football more because Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are involved. What's the end it's, game here? It, it's weird because, like you said, Ken, and Stone, I feel what you're saying. The Manning cast is something different because it's, it's like cool. a simulcast yeah. that you're being able to I'm do. I'm cutting it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. But – but, like, if you're going to watch that, that uh, late afternoon game in the late window on Fox, you're going to watch that whether or not. It could be me, you, and Stone up there. People are going to watch They're going to watch the game yeah. because they're going to watch the NFL. I don't think Tom Brady is going to bring that much more viewership to the actual games. What he will bring is more, like, people talking about Fox Sports because he'll have viral clips. He'll have, like, it'll be more like social media presence and stuff because now Tom Brady is yours. So he's still going to be somewhat of a cash cow, but not, like, TV views like, like my girl, my fiance. I almost said girlfriend. I got to get used to that. Oh man, that would yeah. be a bad. Slip. Yeah, she would have been mad. But edit, no, edit that she, from the tapes, still, yeah, yeah. please. We'll get that out of there. Yeah. But she's not tuning in because Tom Brady is on the. You know, she's gonna watch if I'm watching. But she might see a tweet come on her timeline of Tom Brady saying something because that got a little hyped up. So I think it's worth more brand recognition or social. Sure. Presence? I, I just, I just don't know if the NFL needs. I guess all brand recognition is good brand recognition if for it's the, the NFL, most part. Though, yeah. it, but the NFL, does the NFL need more brand recognition? <laughs> does Fox need more brand recognition? Like, that's the thing. It's almost as if... I, 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 listen, is it a bad idea for them to, to have Tom Brady? No. no. It's, it's good business. My issue is that 
I'm annoyed, and this is my radio show, and so I'm going to tell people I'm annoyed because I'm just tired of Tom Brady. Like, I personally think that Greg Olson is more than capable Mm. of sticking with Brian Burkhart and being the number one analyst and has put the work in and deserves to be broadcasting Super Bowls and the the 415 major game on Fox between the Cowboys and the Packers. You mm. know, I think he deserves that. So when Tom Brady, here's the thing, who is Tom Brady in the broadcast world to dictate when he's going to then slide into the booth unquestioned? I don't like that. As a broadcaster, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I do get it. And also, these networks are playing with like house money—not house money, but they've just got—you know—they're not losing Unlimited any money by throwing money. it. Yeah, yeah at, at Tom Brady. Now, like, I think this brings a second question. So, again, who or what in sports is just completely overexposed? Because in a shocking turn of events, I have several that have entered my mind. Mm-hmm. Who or what in sports is just completely overexposed? But also to what we've been discussing. Do you or anyone you know tune in because of broadcasters? (laughs) Do you or anyone you know tune into sports because of the broadcasters? Because it's become increasingly clear that the NFL networks think that at least some of you do. Whether it's Joe Buck, whether it's Al Michaels, whether it's Mike Tirico, or Tony Romo, or now Tom Brady, do you turn in to sporting events for the broadcasters? Do you or someone you know? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What's overexposed most in sports? And do you ever tune into a game or someone you know for the broadcasters? Let me tell you about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years, 22, 22 years of uh, guiding the future sports executives, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. They have professors that are in the sports industry teaching you firsthand knowledge. It could be in the broadcast space. I know several that got their MBA in sport management and are in the broadcast space, ESPN, NFL, college football, or it could be in front offices. Like maybe Tom Brady's going to be a part of with the Dolphins. Mm. Maybe you can work alongside Tom Brady. There are endless jobs in the sports industry, but get on it now because Tom Brady may be aiming to take all of them. It's the <laughs> FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, title sponsor of Ken Lavica Live. Who or what in sports is completely overexposed? And do you or someone you know tune into sports for the broadcasters? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When it comes to WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, I tune in for Theo Dorsey. He's yeah. in until 2. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Do do Dolphins fans actually care? Unless he comes out of retirement and plays when he eventually retires, do Dolphins fans really care if Tom Brady is part of the ownership? 
Does it matter in any way, shape, or form that Tom Brady would be part of Dolphins ownership? Like, I, what am I missing here? I think they should care, but I don't think they should, like, care enough to be, like, reading every article about speculation. Like, if it happens, then yeah, you should probably care because that's going to mean something about the trajectory of the franchise. But what like, is that going to do? What is Tom Brady going to do as a minority owner to help propel the Dolphins to greatness? Is there a free agent that's going to be like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Screw the money. I I need to go to the Dolphins because Tom Brady's part of the ownership group. Not throwing me footballs, yeah. but I'll see him in a suit occasionally. Like, what is that doing? I think with like all the new coaches and all the new players, everything they're doing, the direction that the organization is headed, adding Tom Brady in there, yeah, it would most likely make it more like tasteful to a free agent to somebody. Let's <laughs> I, I could not disagree more with that, but let's open it up. Let's add another question to the this <laughs> smorgasbord of questions that we're rolling out there today. Dolphins fans, does it matter to you if Tom Brady became a part owner of the franchise? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. So let's check out all our questions here, okay? Question one. Who or what in sports is just completely overexposed? Tom Brady, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Question two, do you or someone you know watch play-by-play broadcasts for the broadcasters? 888-760-3776. And Dolphins fans, do you give two solitary bleeps about Tom Brady being and owner of the Dolphins, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Because, Theo, after the Brady news broke about Fox, it took all of about seven seconds for me and my Twitter timeline to see, what does this mean about Tom Brady, mm. minority ownership of the Dolphins? Seven seconds, and it was right there. Well, this is why I think it might actually mean something. Number one, who would you trust more with decision makings from the top down between a guy like Steven Ross or Tom Brady. Tom Brady has as much experience I know, but in a front office with the NFL as he has in a broadcast booth. Okay, well, do you think he would put up with Chris Greer's uh, tenure of 20 years and, and little results? As a minority ownership I'm just, partner, though, he doesn't have any saying I'm in just that. saying maybe because he's a Michigan man, he's well-respected, oh, he'll God. have a big enough voice to Stephen Ross to help make better decisions. I'm just saying it's a possibility. I don't he even, is Tom Brady. I don't even think he needs the voice. I think he has the Midas touch. Like, anything that he's going to do would, would work and end up panning out because – Everybody would raise their level. That's what he's done in a locker room. That's what he would do in an office. I don't know if he's the greatest football player of all time, arguably. Like what he would do in any position in any building would be positive. He's the most negative. He's the most accomplished football player of all time. No doubt. He he is. But what I'm more so saying is, I mean, if somebody could get in there and straighten out Stephen Ross, obviously the dude has been kind of a little haywire and he's been scandal after scandal. I'm not sure if Tom Brady prevents scandals. He kind of had his own. (laughs) Um, and maybe he can give y'all some ways to cheat and not get caught. He got caught cheating twice. Now, if you know anything about somebody that's got caught cheating twice, they probably cheated like 10 times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come on. We do need some help on the cheating front. If you could get that guy <laughs> in the organization, in ownership, and he could trickle down from the top all the ways where you can cheat, I mean, you're talking you're talking some Super Bowls, right? Like. Good point. I mean, come on. That yacht meeting's getting done if uh, Brady's orchestrating the entire Yeah, thing. man. All did kind you, of tampering and everything. Did Gronk, you, Gronk would look great in a Dolphins uniform, too. Did you 
Did you drop a Midas touch point? I did. When it comes to Tom Brady? I did. I did. And I, I didn't like to do it. I'm not proud of it. But I don't know if you could really argue it because anything uh, the dude, anywhere the dude has been, anything he's done has just been spectacular. And there's just really no argument against it. I am. He I, walked into Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl, changed a dumpster of, a, of an organization, of a team, and just took him to a Super Bowl. I just want to unscrew this mic and bludgeon myself in the <laughs> temple with it over and over and over again. You're horrible! Mary Lou is here on ESPN 106.3. Hi, Mary Lou. Hi. How are good you? Good afternoon. How are you? Good, good, good. Thank you for I'm calling. Excellent. Um, I tune in to Peyton and Eli for Monday Night Football on ESPN2 because I don't like the uh, regular Monday Night Football. Sure. Sure. Peyton and Eli are the funniest people on TV. It's hysterical. It's the best show on TV. Mm. So, yes, I tune in for Peyton and Eli. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And so that's that's the, the weird juxtaposition with this is that Peyton and Eli, I am entertained by them. I enjoy them. But now you've got Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who ESPN has shoveled cash their way because they do believe that some people are drawn more to Monday Night Football with that broadcast duo than they had with the Levy, Greasy, and uh, who was the th- Riddick broadcast yeah. booth Ooh. and and so i but i i find it i i i'm i'm curious mary lou that I, I don't know anybody who necessarily with the nfl is tuning in because joe buck is on the call you'll suffer through anything and you have an alternative on monday night football that you enjoy yeah, and you're like, going to continue i don't like joe buck okay so i watch i watch Peyton and eli I have a question though too. Would you not watch Monday Night Football at all if there was no Manning cast? Oh no, no, I would watch Monday Night Football. All right, I and love that's, football, and that's the question, and yeah. that's what, I, and that's I appreciate more so the what we're talking Mary about. Luke. So, and and I I do like the fact that she's a fan of the Manning cast, but it's a simulcast. It's different than right. an actual broadcast of the actual game. Right, and people are going to tune into Monday Night Football because they want to watch Monday mm-hmm. Night Football. The mm-hmm. broadcasters are a cherry on top. But yeah, but I see Mary Lou's probably not dialed into each and every play, right? On first and 10 from yeah. the minus 25, she could care less. She's just excited why? about what Why why isn't she tuned into that? Because maybe she's not maybe she finds Peyton and Eli like the the most she likes the conversation. She just yeah. likes the okay. conversational that's part a, about that's it. That's different uh, but I think we're losing track of what what the discussion is. Yeah. A simulcast is different. I mean, they do that for national championship football games right. and everything like that's not the broadcast. Right. She's just tuning into a different like, version of the broadcast honestly, that she likes them better. If you had a Sasquatch and an iguana in the broadcast booth yeah. for Monday Night Football, you're still tuning into you're Monday watching. Night Football. Yeah. That's just my Sasquatch noise. I don't know how they actually sound or if they even exist. But how you know do you what not I'm know saying? what a Sasquatch sounds like, man? Chewbacca and Jabba the Hutt broadcast would go crazy. Yeah, that would be a stinky-ass broadcast. Andrew is on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Andrew? Oh, no, that's not Andrew. That's Leo. Leo in <laughs> Riviera Beach. Sorry, Leo. You replaced Andrew on the phone lines. My apologies. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Thanks for taking my call, guys. So I just first, I guess I'll answer him backwards. Tom Brady, I would be concerned as a Dolphins fan, not for like the day-to-day operations or for the for the performance on the field, because like Stone, I think Tom Brady is some guys have all the luck. He has all the luck. Um, but I do think I would be concerned as a Dolphins fan, like say if we did win the Super Bowl or if we won a couple of Super Bowls or God willing, we won six Super Bowls, you know, I'm, I'm, I can dream. I would be mad because I can, I can already tell that 
as soon as the Dolphins did win the Super Bowl, guess who would get all the credit? Not the players on the field, not the coach. Well said. They would go back to Tom Brady. They would go back to Tom Brady being... Minority owner Tom Brady. He'd get, like he'd get Super Bowl ownership, MVP. Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there'd be another yeah, they would damn be documentary. And then they'd make another damn movie with Lily Tomlin about yeah. his journey to the front office. How he the changed Dolphins. the culture. Yeah. They'd be like man in the in the suites. Yeah, man, yes, man in the suite. Exactly. <laughs> and definitely, I I don't I do not watch uh, games based on the broadcasters. I. Uh, the only the only broadcaster that I have a have a bone to pick with is Dan Fouts because whenever he does the Dolphins broadcast, Dan Fouts lets his Charger fandom out <laughs> and he hates on the Dolphins every time. He's he's not objective when it comes to uh, broadcasting the Dolphins. Leo, game. I love you, and that is so random, and that's part that of the is. reason I love you. The 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 uh, the age old rivalry with Dan Fouts <laughs> because he can't let go of his Chargers fandom. Listen, I am. I am, and it's a little bit different than TV, but I'm a radio play-by-play broadcaster, okay? I've been doing Florida Atlantic for an awful long time. I appreciate good broadcasters. I, Joe Buck is my favorite. I think mm. Joe Buck, that voice is big game. How do you, you know it's a big game? Mary Lou, then. Is, are you a Mary Lou no, beat No, Mar- Mary Lou, I... I she hates Joe yeah, Buck. Yeah, people, people don't like pe- Joe Buck. A lot Buck. of people do. A lot yeah. of people don't like Joe Buck because I don't know if he comes off as a little bit smarmy or, or whatever. I think that's why I enjoy him because I think he has a similar personality to me. He's endlessly talented. Mm. He is very good at what he does. I like Joe Buck. I like uh, uh, Al Michaels. I think that uh, his best days are behind him. Mm. But I like Al Michaels. He's washed. Uh, many believe that Al Michaels is the best out there. That's fine. I really like Mike Tirico. Technically, of all of the major NFL play-by-play broadcasters, Mike Tirico is the best. And Sunday Night Football, in my opinion, is going to be better with Mike Tirico in the play-by-play chair with Chris Collinsworth. Then there's Jim Nance. Jim Nance is fine. Jim Nance is like if a vanilla ice cream cone put on a headset. Mm. But Jim Nance does good work, and he's always solid, and that's why he's one of the best paid. I like Tony Romo. Some don't like Tony Romo because they think he's too excitable. They don't like him predicting plays, right? Tony Romo's great. Tony Romo is great. Uh, Can I throw one in that I like? Sure. All right, cool. I I was excited. I I thought I I didn't know I was going to get a chance or not. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of Lou. I'm a fan of Lou Riddick. I don't know how good he is. He's not as good in the play-by-play, uh, not play-by-play, but in like as a, in the booth as an analyst or whatnot. It wasn't as great. No, that Levy, he was, was done no favors because Levy and Greasy left a, a lot yeah. to be desired. Yeah, Steve Levy probably should not have been in that role at any point. It was a weird, it was a weird Riddick, thing. Riddick, for me, I enjoy listening because he's not afraid to go against the grain. Any yeah. two, anytime the other two are talking about something or something, some player did something wrong in the field, he's the first one to step yeah. out and talk against that he, person or, or these guys, and I enjoy that. And that's my thing with him. He's just he's so smart. He's so like kind of like focused, analytical. Like I just I like hearing his takes. Like when he speaks, I listen. Right. Versus some guys that I tune out because it's just like you know. Like it's always well thought out is my sure thing sure bit. he's yeah. he's endlessly intelligent yeah. and he expresses that well. Who or what in sports is just completely overexposed? Also, do you or someone you know watch sports for the broadcasters? Mm. And if you're a Dolphins fan, 
Does it matter to you in any way if Tom Brady was a minority owner? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I hope all you folks are writing this down. Ernesto's in Boynton Beach. What's up, Ernesto? Teacher, I got him written down, sir. <laughs> first one, first one. Lakers is to me the most overtalked yeah. team yeah. in sports. Yeah. I, you know they've been out the playoffs. They're still talking about them. They're still talking about AD. They're still talking about the mess over there, dude. You lost. Over. Turn the page. I agree. Why are we still talking about them? I agree. I don't want to. I want to hear nothing about LeBron or Lakers. Well, Ernesto, this, this I'm looking up at Sports Center, and two minutes ago, Jeannie Buss in her interview with the LA Times. I'm I, not happy. That's their main storyline right now. Mm. It's every day they trying to get the headlines. It's almost every other day. It's yep. something about the Lakers. Enough. Yep. All right. Agreed. Number number two, I do not listen or watch football for the anal- analysts since uh, Michaels and Madden. I- I'm gonna go. I'm I'm old school. I like Madden since since the end of days. And since then, closest to has been Romo and Peyton and Eli. Well, pay, more more Peyton because Eli is more of a jokester. But in terms of analyzing a play before it happens, I love Romo, man, because that's what they don't like about him because he's actually saying the plays before they happen, which is brilliant. It, to, to me, I love it. I love the fact yeah. that plays getting called out before it I happens. Agree. That's brilliant to me. And uh, third, uh, you do it, Ken. You can, Ken, you got to get a go of this Brady thing, dude. He's going to own the team, man. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what to tell you. For a person who does not like a person, as much as you do, what you're doing to the universe is going against you. He's going to own the team. I know. So I let's, know. Go, let's, let's just go with the fact that this guy, like the caller said before, he's going to bring you championships. Now, I don't know what way and what manner as a minority he's going to do that. He's going to cheat. But let's just say he's going to cheat. Yeah, you got it, bro. He's going to cheat. He's going to teach him how to cheat. Ernesto, Ernesto, nothing you have ever said in your longtime listenership of this show, and we appreciate it, nothing you said has been more accurate than the universe is just going against me. That is is unequivocally true. Mm. There is nothing more accurate you've ever said ever said I, the 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 manning cast i mean we've heard that a lot stone people Mary Lou, ernesto i enjoy the manning cast the enjoys I, the I, manning cast. A, I, I do not like the manning cast no do you i think didn't want to give a take would, on it because i didn't want to make oh i just assumed that's a bad job by me i assumed theo would yeah. like the manning cast i I'm my sincere apologies yeah. oh boy like I'm my my father and my former coaches like i think that that eight like they all love and that's the only thing they watch on Monday night. Because they're in that world. They're in that headspace. They're in that mindset. For like, sure. And they enjoy, like, like a lot of the times, they don't want to be run down with the analysis and stuff. Like, they just want to be talked to, and they want to be sure. joked with. And like I like I mentioned earlier with Mary Lou, like, not everyone's always dialed in and worried yeah. about yeah. how much time's left on the clock. But with the Manning cast, I'll tune in just to hear the... I like the conversation, yeah. but I'm more of a traditionalist, and maybe it's because of, of what I do mm-hmm. as a secondary job, but I like the play-by-play yeah. Um, uh, flow, and I think it builds the story of a game and keeps you locked in. I even like that as background noise if I'm doing something. I want the play-by-play in the background. For sure. Um, but but the fact that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, the, the, arguably the, the most famous NFL broadcast duo, yes. is going to be on one channel, and with the same game, Peyton and Eli 
are going to be talking with with Antonio Banderas on the other channel with four minutes left to go in the second quarter. I am very fascinated to see what the thinking is behind that with ESPN. Like, where where is their absolute monetary focus from that? Because they're paying a lot of money to create a lot of content around one game, and I don't know necessarily what it's worth or why it's worth that. Yeah, I, I do like, again, I'm out on the Manning cast individually like I wouldn't watch it they're not very entertaining to me I think they're really good also I don't like interviews mid-game I I would prefer if it was just the Manning brothers and they literally just chopped well, it up and watched could we get some actual production on the Manning cast <laughs> instead of them on zoom calls yeah, because yeah. it drives me insane when everything's delayed by four seconds like they have the rock guy it's like rock what's the toughest movie role you ever had crickets crickets Crickets. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Peyton. Yeah. But then Peyton's already started to repeat the question because The Rock didn't answer <laughs> and he thought that there was a glitch in the Zoom call. <laughs> these are the Mannings and these are A-list stars. Get them an actual camera crew in their locations and sync it up, okay? That's I mean, all I ask. You, they could do a better job of that, I'm sure. I wouldn't know because I don't watch it as much. I see some of the clips. I tried to give it a, a watch, I think, the second time they did it. I'm just, again, like you said, I'm a traditionalist and I want to watch the actual football game and hear the play-by-play. And, like, if somebody's limping, I want to hear that and then pay attention to that. Like, I, I like to watch the details of yeah. it. Um, also, they're just not – this is going to be a bad take, but – Oh, here we they're, go. They're not, they're, not, they're not funny. They're really <laughs> not funny. Are they, you mad at Theo for <laughs> Are you mad at Theo for hating the Mannings? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Are you angry with Theo for hating the Mannings? I mean, I hear you and I I want to agree, but it's almost like like they're America's children. They are. Like we they just are. go with them because we've grown up with them and we know everything about them, so we'll just listen and they're yeah. really relatable and stuff, but can you talked about why you're so addicted to Joe Buck and Troy because that's what you do, right? Like that's your play by play. That's why I'm, I'm about the same level as Joe Buck. Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. I mean, yeah, I mean right you, you do play by play yeah. and you do a damn good job. And Thank I think you. that's I listen to Tro- uh, Tony Romo for the same reason. Like I, when I watch a game and great, you're a quarterback, he's right? Great. And it's and it's third and six, and they come out in a two tight end set. Like I'm in my head thinking, okay, what are they doing? I have no idea. But when Tony Romo is broadcasting. He'll tell us why they're mm-hmm. in a two tight end, and mm-hmm. probably most likely what will happen. So mm. I get I get my stuff yeah. off with Tony Romo. So mm. and, and I want to watch the <laughs> Manning cast. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> you go, you're okay. That's a little weird. I get it off for Tony. I mean, for Somebody Tony, get a fan he, in he, here. Do you do you watch sports <laughs> to get it off? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Ted is in Jupiter. Ted's on Ken Levick alive. What's up, Ted? Yeah, I agree with you, and most of the people that you like to do broadcasts, I do too, and those that you don't like so much, I agree. I think, you know, you did a poll, you would find out who, who people really like and don't. But I will tell you this, I won't watch a broadcast mm-hmm. if A-Rod is in it. I won't watch it. Yeah. How does he get to do these things? You know, he's a known cheater, and he, he, he gets uh. canceled down. All the other people that cheat. And we're good athletes. They don't get a chance to do anything else. Ted, I'm telling you, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. And I would argue as well that A-Rod, other than someone who obviously can make a point and someone who looks good on television, doesn't bring much from a baseball analysis perspective. 
Yeah, and I won't, I won't watch something that he's doing. I, I, I just won't do it. Are you? Uh, can can I play guest Ted's baseball allegiance real quick? Are you? Uh, are sure. you? Are you a Red Sox fan? I like the Red Sox. Yes. Okay. <laughs> why do you, Why yes. do you answer it like that? Yes. Hold on. Because he was like, "Damn, I got yeah, mad. he got I, caught." He, it. he said, "I like the Red Sox." Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. See? That, what's up? Well, do it's I, hard to claim the Red Sox right now. I, they are. Bad. Do okay. I know my people or do I know my people? Of course. Okay. I mean, that was that was easy though. He yeah. hates the Yankees star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I know my people. Teddy from Boston. The way he was talking, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm with. But you. but I mean, I think plenty of Yankees fans can't stand a Rod too. Yeah, I mean, most people can't. I think his Q rating is pretty low yeah. in general. Now I might be, I I I might be as good as Joe Buck, but I bet he manages a clock better than me because we're late. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine. I'm joking. I'm not as good as Joe Buck. Get to break. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash NBA Sport. Oh, cool. The highlights are on of the White Sox blowing a six-run ninth-inning lead last night. Cool, cool, cool. And we got Kanye. Baseball. A lot of Chicago here, man. Shy City, what up? God, I hate sports. I hate sports so much. <laughs> hate sports so much. By the way, though, let's lift the mood a little bit. Enough of Ken Levick griping, okay? Because last night, it looked dire. For the Cats. Very dire. It looked dire for the Panthers. And then, Reinhardt, the hero, Mm. with two and a half minutes left, a goal to make it 2-2, and then, in overtime, Carter Verhage, this courtesy of Bally Sports Florida. Take it away, Goldie. Giroud knocked it down in center ice. Playing the Panther blue is at left. Up ahead, Verhage off the bench. Moving in, Verhage shooting. Save! Rebound, Verhage! Let's go! Woo! Yeah! Let's take another look at it. It's 2-2. Tips over the blue line, takes the shot. We don't need the analysis. We're good. Oh! Cut the analysis out of there. Yeah, we don't need the analysis. I just wanted Goldie. Give me Goldie. So 2-2. That series is 2-2. The Panthers, Stone, they're alive. They are alive. They are alive. How much of the the game did you catch last night, Theo? Oh, man. You know what? (laughs) I was soaking up that Panthers uh, stuff, man. Who are they playing? I mean, when you you got a guy like Christian McCaffrey on the ice, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, and the ghost of Cam Newton, Uh you can't lose. Uh Go Panthers. He pounded. Name... The Capitals, one Capitals player. You should be able to Alex do Alex Okay. Yeah, yeah come yeah. on, I got he's that. Do, he's dogging the and, series out right uh, now. Is, is Henrik uh, Stevenson still there? Because <laughs> that guy was good in 07. Uh-huh. He is not. He is yeah. not. No. Okay. No, he is not. All right. Not. Uh, but, but thank God for that because I was still feeling crappy about the heat last night. Mm. And it definitely seemed like the Panther season was about done. Yikes. And then they get the late goal and then they have the game winner. And so that train – Keeps on rolling now. I feel so much better about that because that seemed like a complete lost cause. But I was reading something this morning. If both those series go to a Game 7, both of them are going to be on the same day Mm. down here in South Florida. That is amazing. This is from Ethan Skolnick, Five Reasons Sports. If there are Game 7s in the Heat and Panthers series, they will both be this Sunday. Fewer than 35 miles apart. Mm. 
Game we, times TBD. We got to get right in the middle between them, Ken, and go out that night. We got to go right in what the middle. What if? That would be sick, dude. But look, what if they did start at different times, right? Like, let's say, like, they, the Heat game's at 3.30. And the Panthers are, like, 7.30? Yo, I, I would want to do a story on the fan that's able to hit both games. What you mean? Let's make us those fans. We, we got Let's that. make us those fans. Do you know how much Game 7 tickets are going to be? Hey, Stephanie Prince, we bring in revenue mm. for this radio mm. station. It's about time some of that revenue is put to good use. That's right. We're going on a Game 7 tour. Now, granted, my life would be easier if neither of those series yes. went to Game 7 <laughs> yes, and the Heat and Panthers just yeah. moved on. You talk about how it's not fun at all. That 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 is the most high-stress situation Ooh. we could possibly ask imagine. for. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. Imagine you just that. made my stomach <laughs> churn. Bro, imagine going to the Heat Game 7, right? 3.30 tip. They squeak out a win. It's stressful the whole way through. <laughs> mm-hmm. They squeak out a win. You're already drunk now because you're drinking yeah. through the pain. Panthers go to quadruple overtime. Oh, and then you go to the Panthers, right? And they're just you're sitting in there. It's a little chilly. You're uh. drinking more. Like anybody that does the double on that one, which hopefully doesn't happen because Heat and Panthers in six. <sighs> Whew, what a Gosh. day that would be, man! What a day! I tell you what, I think we're onto something. Let's see how the next couple of days play out. Yeah, it might have to be a Game Seven Ken Levick alive party. Ooh. And it's a party of us three, but still, it's a party. Either or, Florida Live or FTX, it don't yeah. matter. And we'll we'll say it's a work trip. Great for it content, is. great for TV. Yeah, let's go. I'm in. I love. That. I'm in. I love it's that a done deal. Maybe we'll see if if my guy Pat Lawler wants to tag along. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates. We know he's a good time. I went to a Heat game with him a couple of months ago. Mm. That man can get after it. Big fan of Pat Lawler. Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. Not only am I a big fan of Pat Lawler, and it's fun to hang with Pat Lawler, he's also the person you got to get a hold of if you have a personal injury matter. Because down here, uh, it's a slippery slope. There are some, how do I put it? Because I want to be completely honest with you people, sketchy lawyers in South Florida, Okay. And you need someone you can trust. And the reason that I talk about Pat Lawler so often is because he's one of the few that is fully going to back you and make sure that he has every resource he needs to win you the compensation you deserve. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, there's no one as experienced as him. Pat Lawler and his entire staff at Lawler and Associates, decades of trial experience, slip and fall, automobile, boating, motorcycle, anything. He's got you taken care of. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, the consultation is free wanttolawyerup.com wanttolawyerup.com that's Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys we're giving away Marlins tickets for Saturday in hour number two and when we return I actually disagree with Eric Spolster on something I'll tell you what when we come back Theo Dorsey WPTV News Channel 5 WFLX Fox 29 I'm Ken Levick I'm live on ESPN 106.3